Welcome to Batyard's Finest, bringing you the finest of Batman and Superman and more in pop culture. From Metropolis, I am Josh from uh, Batyard Productions, and here I am with my two fellow beautiful co-hosts. Um, we'll just go in order. Uh, whoever's next to me, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Jerry, your Green Lantern from Ola. And to my right and next to me... What's up, guys? I am Matt from Gotham. How you guys doing? <laughs> well, we're excellent. Um, at least I am. I'm kind of, I'm kind of out of it today, but I think I'll be all right. <laughs> uh, I'm with, I'm with you. Today's been a weird day for me too. I've been like out of it, in and out. Yeah, I felt like that. I, like, I just had me four donuts and a small coffee, so I'm all hyped up and ready to go. Oh, you're right. No. You're super. <laughs> Jerry's going Jerry's to gonna carry us through this episode. I hope so. Like, oh, yeah, today's been woof day. Yeah, it's been like one of those days. Sleep? You ever have, like, a depression sleep or really, like, like or a sleep that's, like, just, like, takes everything out of you instead of regenerates you? Yeah. Yes. I get that. Yeah, it's not a good time. That's what happened to me today, and I just like, what the fuck? Like, I was like gonna take like a was it like a thirty maybe thirty minute nap, and then watch like the the actual like video we're supposed to watch, and then I just like depression sleep, and I'm like, uh, no, I watched the show, but it took me a bit because depression sleep sucks. I like to call it that. It makes sense. So you're depressed? Is that what no, you're saying? It's, it's, yes, always. <laughs> no, but no, it's just, it's like, it's, yeah, it's like a heavy sleep, but a lot of people like, they, like, uh, what's it called? They, like, always, like, tie it to depression or something of, like, a depression. Well, I've been anything but depressed lately. But, um, so, guys. <laughs> You guys have any BS BS that uh, you want to discuss? I know you guys seen a movie that I haven't seen. Um, I guess you'll you could do a a non spoilers review, and then if you really want to get into spoilers, I guess I could. Like, how can we do that? Because this movie is really spoiler. I mean, I'm fine with waiting until Josh watches it to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna see. Yeah, it. I'm, I'm gonna see it till ne- I'm gonna see it next time for sure. Like by next episode, so I think that'll be fine. I how do like explain it though? Like, how do I explain it though? Like Doctor Strange's uh, multiverse Just of madness. Non spoilers review. No, no, I'm no, no, I'm not even gonna do a, like a review. Like, I'm not even gonna like dive deep into it. It's probably. You can't really talk about it without doing a spoiler or like doing something hints to a spoiler. Just, but I'm just not gonna lie, right. this this movie is probably the dope. most gruesome one of them all. That's what I hear. That's like, what I it, hear. like everyone's like everyone's like, oh, Endgame was probably the Endgame and like uh, was it Infinity War was probably the most fucked up things because like this and that happens and these people disappeared and all. Nah, Doctor Strange nah, Multiverse of Madness one. just kicks up to top gear. Like that they just said fuck every other gear. They just shot up the highest gear and just went. This went yeah. like uh Sam Raimi's didn't hold no freaking bar. Like he just went. He came out of the gate thumping. It was 
Oof. This was probably this is my favorite Marvel movie of the year, and I haven't even watched the other two that are slated to come out this year. What are the other two again? Um, Thor, Love and Thunder, and Wakanda Forever. I'm not even. I need to know more about Wakanda Forever because yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about that one. That one kind of just now just snuck up on me. I know about Thor, but they've been just more hush hush with like Black Panther and shit. And supposedly, uh, they I just saw X. My dad was actually just like watching like YouTube and shit, and he stopped on like this one YouTube channel that likes to break down like trailers. And he got like a 30 second little breakdown quick for a second before he switched to the next video. And the guy broke down stating like there's like a uh, the goddess of like the Black Panther's like spirit is in Thor uh, uh, with Thunder and Love. Love and Thunder. Supposedly mm-hmm. she's sitting next to uh, Valkyrie Jane. And she's like in the front row underneath. Like, you see the newest photos of them you see a valkyrie photo like valkyrie and jane sitting next to each other and like these like chairs and underneath like a one slight like step down below them is another row of chairs is like this one woman with like a panther styled like helmet and they are claiming that could be the goddess of uh, the black panther and i'm just like okay i gotta got like i didn't want to know that because i wanted to be ready for like that in the movie but well here we go i was trying to pull jerry <laughs> But um, uh, I mean, maybe I I know I personally haven't seen anything for Black Panther Wakanda forever. I think mm-hmm. they're really kind of keeping it, you know, close to camp just out of respect for, you know, Chadwick Boseman, who played yeah. a really, you know, large role in it. And they still he did good. And I still don't think they know honestly how they want to go with the direction of this other movie well like i heard they want to use the little sister and i'm like yeah that'd be nice that's what i heard too sometimes like yeah it's like but like how how are they doing this like how are they converting that's my problem is how are they doing the converting i'm like i'm down with the sister i love the sister's character i love everything about her but like i just don't know how they're doing that transition it's gonna be really difficult, and the only thing we had left of uh, Chadwick is like the "what if" video, like uh, episode, yeah. and a "what if" so "what if" that's like not actual canon unless, like, unless they make it canon somehow. Like, I think they'll canon, find a way to make canon. it work. I don't. I don't know. I I didn't even know it was slated to come out this year until I, I yeah. went to go see Doctor Strange, and they were like. Oh, if you see all three of the Marvel movies this year, you get your bonus regal points. I'm like, when the hell was this I even announced? That myself. That, yeah. That, uh, okay. Yeah, I yeah, was like, calling it like the year of the superhero movies or whatever. So maybe if it doesn't come out this year, it'll come out early next year. But I'm like, to me, that's still very soon to try to push a sequel to Black Panther. I don't know. It, it's. No, it's like it's not to me it's not they're not push it's not pushing it. It's been a while since we got actual the Black Panther alone movie. But I get what you mean with his passing and like all the trying to figure out everything. Yeah. Details. But like 
I don't know. Like, it's weird, including why would they call it the year of the superheroes when we had multiple years with multiple movies of superhero movies from Marvel in it? That's no, that's one thing. It's a marketing ploy or something, whatever. (laughs) I think it's because of the new phase of movies that might start rolling out because of, you know, the new movies coming in. Mm hmm. Which we'll get into next week. We're not going to spoil anything for Doctor Strange. No, um, yeah, we won't. I'll see it. I'll see it. But Sam, oh. I, like, like we, we, like, we, like we were stating before, like Sam Raimi literally stepped the fuck up with making the make putting in his little twist into the Marvel universe. It's a different way that I was expecting it, but I'm happy with it. I'm and also very happy with it. There is, if you haven't seen it yet, there is two cutscenes. One's really important, and one is just, it's just there. But it's for you, for whoever the view, it's for the viewers that may care about this end credits. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I was happy with it. I'm okay with it. I know other people said I don't care. I want to leave. I'm not gonna say like, <laughs> but whatever. Um, uh, but we're gonna just keep going with this. But uh, uh, what else? Um, we got the latest news of like, supposedly thanks to trials, Warner Brothers rethinking of Amber Heard and Aquaman too. Oh yeah, I heard Good. that. They might cut her That's out of the movie, but they already on. filmed. They already filmed the movie, so like, might as well. Just use it, you know? It doesn't even make sense. I think they should go ahead and just breach her contract and just terminate it so she doesn't get any money. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I think think she already got paid for the role. I don't know how it works with, like, residuals after the fact. That's a... a Yeah, residuals is a weird thing, but I'm like... This is such a high-profile case, and I did watch a little bit of the trial while I had a few minutes to spare at work. And when they were cross-examining her, it wasn't looking very good because they caught her in a couple of lies that she told, and it basically didn't add up and make sense. So here's hoping that maybe she gets found guilty. I don't know. I personally want it because why would you shit on the bed like a fucking animal? Um, I haven't been following it to be honest. I just want to uh, waiting for the outcome. That's like, um, yeah. I've been following it too much lately. It's keeping me entertained. Um, but like it's it's really bad. Like Jerry did say, like Louis today, it's like been Amber's like worst fucking slip up day. But at the end of the at the end of the trial, when I started not caring anymore, they started uh bringing in like uh yeah when they start they start bringing in her like witnesses and it's all of her friends. It's not like business associates, uh anybody that's really like tied in like other than friendship. Or on the try on the stage, like get alert, like getting questioned. Well, then I mean on the stage, most of them were on Zoom, so like <laughs> they're not even in court. <laughs> so um, they're doing the testimonies there, and it's just like, I'm like, can I believe you? Because like 
we have like a lot of issues with like Amber being a real like horrible liar at the moment, and she can't even keep her story straight. How can I listen to you and see if you can keep your story straight and do things right? And like, I get like Johnny's like if anybody else here starts commenting about me saying this, but like Johnny's people that got witness, uh, were the witnesses. A lot of them were people that worked for both of them at the time of when they're married and everything and all that other stuff. And it's not like there was, I think Johnny had like one childhood friend and that was it on the case. And everyone else was just employees that was witness to all of like the things happening throughout the years. So like, it wasn't, it was completely by like, like on both sides, but they could have been more on Johnny's side. I don't know, but. It's just fishy. There's more fishier of Amber because her credibility of lying throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all know that she's lying. I don't know. I don't really want to get into it because I don't... I know. I, I just want to know the outcome. <laughs> I, I, I haven't been following it. I, I can't tell you anything about it. Um, if if yeah. Johnny's lawyer, Camille right now, keeps doing what she's doing... Amber is going to fall to pieces even worse tomorrow and the next day that she's in trial. Yeah. yeah she's doing a great they, job. They should. I think they're getting ready to wrap up the case in about another 13-ish days. So, like, roughly, I think they're trying to set to be done. I thought she was supposed to be done by the 21st. I mean, it might. Oh, I could I be wrong. Uh, oh, did you? I mean, the sooner that is done, the better. It w- it, it it should, yeah. Definitely. Okay. Do we have any? Do we have any other BSBS? I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> man, I have one small thing. <laughs> I um just for all the anime fans who follow us and know that you know me and Matt are very big anime people. I'm here to proudly tell you all that Fire Force Season 3 has been officially confirmed. There's not a official release date for Season 3, but Season 3 is coming. That's cool. What is that coming out? Do you know? I have no idea. I think... Because I know there's a lot of really big anime that people have been waiting to get animated coming out this year. So I think they might wait and push it to like the beginning of next year. So it won't be like a competition for, okay, who's going to get the most views because of, you know, waiting and how things are going to get animated and, you know, just such and so on. Okay. That's one show I Um, still need to jump into. That's supposed to slide into the, that's Soul the one tied into Soul Eater. Yeah, I did. I, I already know. seen, I already seen the Soul Eater and Soul Eater not. So I, I had to jump in this. Soul Eater not doesn't matter. I know, but I seen it because thanks to Billy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, is exactly. this like a prequel or is it more? Have you finished reading Hell's Paradise Volume One yet? Gonna disappear at the moment. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> Fire Force is a prequel to Soul Eater. I'm not gonna spoil it because I had a lot of it spoiled for me. But it it is 
100% a prequel to Soul Eater. Okay. Um, the and only that's SBS, the Yeah, the only thing I have is uh, Matt and I and Cousin Tony just went to Saratoga Comic Con uh, last weekend. And we have a yep. video that's going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks of uh, Hercules doing interviews with uh, different cosplayers throughout the, uh, you know, throughout the, the the grounds there or within the the confines of the the Comic Con. So look forward to that video. Um, yeah, it was it was a good time. Um, Matt, do you want to express the the details of the after party? No, we can leave that alone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's nothing involving us. We didn't do anything horrible or stupid. We just walked into stupid. We just walked into (laughs) something that was very surprising and it involved uh, furry costumes. Um, Oh, I wasn't going to talk about it, but okay. I just, well, that's all I was going to reveal. I mean, that's basically all it was. If you follow anybody that like is out of New York and in the Saratoga's like area code, like area, uh, you will know about what the fuck happened at Saratoga because so many people have been posting things. Yeah, I gotta ask so... Sony for videos. I'm gonna try to Sony has like Jerry. three of them. <laughs> I'm gonna ask Tony. <laughs> He has some videos. What the fuck am I watching? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> okay, that's the only thing I wanted to mention. Um, that's all the BSBS I have. Anything? Anyone has anything else that they want to oh, mention? I had um, just one quick thing I wanted to throw in. Um, you know, over the weekend, well, not weekend, but, you know, recently there was a mass shooting that was racially driven in Buffalo, New York. So, you know, if you have, if you were affected or you know anyone affected, you know, we send our condolences from the backyard family and we, you know, wish you the best and recovery possible and, you know, just keep your hearts high and try to stay on a true path because that was a very sad thing that happened and i hope that things get better for everyone affected amen but um, i, I, I want a little i have a question what i have i heard tony brought something up with that on the weekend for us josh but like i haven't heard anything else about it like what i actually haven't happened to it I haven't looked into it. I'm so lost because nobody at work talked about it. Nobody's talking about it. Um, Just from the very little bit that I got from a news alert, an 18-year-old went to, I believe it was a grocery store. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. And they killed 10 people, I believe it was, and injured nine others. That doesn't sound right, but... I believe those were the numbers and it was, uh, you know, he did target African-Americans that shopped at that particular grocery store. And he, I think he said like he had just, he just turned 18, I think just graduated high school. And someone had said before, like he had mentioned something about doing, you know, a, a big harm and, you know, just hurt to, to people and just something it's 
you know, I, I know so very little, but that's really the only details that I know personally. All right. It's kind of fucked. Yeah. People are fucked. That's why we need George Reeves Superman in our lives. Um, yes, we do. <laughs> yes, um, we do. That would be a terrific segue, but we're not talking about that now. We are talking about the mechanical monsters of uh, Superman 1941, officially debuted, I think, uh, November in theaters. This is when uh, uh, theaters had a bunch of different shows. Like It was like an all-day event, and they had basically mini cartoons, mini movies to showcase before um, the grand event, the 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 bigger movies. Um, so I kind of wish we this, still had that. I do too. Yeah, I do too. I would love to, trailers. I would love, love, love to see this on a big screen, like any of these. I would sh- freaking cream my pants. But uh, we'll talk about well, that in a little bit. We can always <laughs> rent a theater. We can always rent a theater, and we can just play a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, these things, these cartoons. Had the budget of uh, about like a million dollars, and this is back in 1941 money. So with inflation, that's uh, very, very expensive for a 10-minute cartoon, especially. I mean, a million dollars is probably expensive for a 10-minute cartoon today. So, um, yes, I don't know how much inflation would be for 1941. Um, And uh, just to give the synopsis, I'm going to give this to Jerry. for the mechanical monsters. All right. The uh, episode opens up with someone who looks to be a robot man, and he is robbing a bank, and then he takes off like an airplane, you know, flying away back to the secret hideout to the mastermind who's controlling him. And then very Wiley Coyote Acme style, there's a man sitting at a switchboard, you know, pushing the buttons and turning the dials, making the robot empty the contents of his safe box, I guess would be the best thing to call it. And then we see that they he has a whole fleet of these uh, mechanical monstrosities. And then we see that there is a jewelry um, expo coming with lots of priceless uh, jewelry, gold, and other precious items. And the thief goes in steals you know quite a bit of that and lois lane is there to do a report along with clark kent because it's a jewelry expo lois lane gets mixed up and is abducted unknowingly and then superman clark kent turns to calls it in and when he sees that lois has been abducted he goes to the phone booth changes into superman a chase ensues but the mechanical man shakes him off but superman is still hot on his trail and he finds the mastermind who then tries to put Lois in a cauldron. Is is that a bucket? Yeah. I'm just call that a bucket. A bucket, a bucket of <laughs> boiling magma. But he is not faster than Superman, and Superman saves the day. That's and returns all the stolen goods. I can't express how much I love these cartoons. I really can't. That's so great. Um, i loved it it reminded me of if i feel like i'm man this is like tom and jerry like something yeah we're discussing it 
this wild ideal on how to finally catch Jerry, and then he, there's always a one little hitch <laughs> in the plan. The thing is, like that reminds me the most of like this was the Tom Jerry, like the Tom Jerry thing is, is when the mo- like the robot's flying and it's like a mm-hmm. plane, and it kind of gave me like this one weird vibe of when like when uh Tom makes himself a corset like glider for himself and you see him just gliding around and me and jerry just joking around talking about how it's like like rhyming like what we can like wrap around with like tom and jerry stuff that just came to my head i'm like that just makes me laugh because it kind of reminds me like of like tom a little bit gliding through but it's like no i mean everything's like completely serious without this whole episode so uh Tony, how you doing buddy this knows him. <laughs> Tony. No, Tony. No, oh, I the think said Tony. Yeah. I thought I he commented. I'm like, I don't see anything no, from Tony. Nobody's commented yet oh. on my page. Um Yeah, no, this these series, this serial is I don't it's like the most adult um like like serials i've seen at least in this like time frame you know like back in the 1940s this these are like almost these are like adventure serials you know this is almost like like a whole epic storyline told in 10 minutes you know and you could see how redefined the artwork is like even in the beginning when you see lois lane like that close of a lois lane and she's talking to clark kent and like her facial expression like every single frame is a hand drawing and it's like it's so fluid it looks like she's a real person talking you know and like even like clark mm-hmm. kent like his expressions and it's just like you the could movements pause it's like it's so fluid it's, it's like water it's like crazy how yeah. fluid the animation is and that was something i was gonna say the animation and the color I loved all of it. It was like watching a huge watercolor painting, you know, yeah. go from start to finish with there's no mess ups, there's no blotches. Everything is really seamless and just flows so well together. And they didn't mm-hmm. waste any animation cells. Everything just was like pop, 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 pop. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is this is so good. And then the sound effects. You know, some of them, I was like, I didn't really care for it because I was like, yeah, you know, I've heard the sound effect, you know, a thousand times from, you know, Looney Tunes growing up. But it was still very nice to hear it again. And even with that, I was like, man, some of these sound effects I haven't heard in, you know, years. What sound effects are you exactly referring to? Are you like the, the sound design the, of like, um, the, the, the characters themselves? Like. The sound effects of the characters, like when Superman ha- does the whoosh takeoff mm-hmm. that he does, and then the like the biplane where you have to wind up the motor on an old plane I for see. the robot. Mm. Right. Okay. Yeah, I never, I never made that connection with like Looney Tunes sound effects. Now I gotta like rewatch and try to listen for it. Like. <laughs> Um, yeah, you I just watch love like old, old Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like this is a this is the same era. The too. ones we're not allowed to watch anymore, properly. <laughs> yeah. Basically, about um, being judged. 
the camera the camera movements in this is so fluid itself like with like within the animation it's crazy how they even achieved any of that because it's everything's all hand drawn like no computers obviously they yeah, they use a I technique called everything about that yeah they use a technique called uh rotoscoping which is like they take live action actors and trace over their movements they would do this in like old disney cartoons they still use the rotoscope now for effects like uh the incredible hulk and a bunch of different stuff like every, every cg film you ever see ever they use the rotoscope it's still in effect and this studio okay. fleischer studios um they invented the rotoscope they uh they had the patent on it so then disney you, like these were the two top animation studios of the day it was like disney and fleischer studios like fleischer did this they did betty boop popeye and those were like super big back in the day and this is probably like the most serious like the most realistic thing that uh like animation that was out there especially for the time um but it's just crazy like even like when superman comes out of the phone booth and then like he like looks up and then the fucking the whole camera goes up with superman and you see like the vastness of the city and how big the skyscrapers are and then you see like he's looking over the uh the robot who's basically turned into like a biplane at that point like flying around yeah. like lois lane is trapped yeah. inside the carrier with the the jewels and I think this is the first time it showcased Superman having X-ray vision in any of these cartoons. Um, and just even, like, like this is just, like, pure essence Superman. Like, if you don't know anything about Superman, you show him this, you told, you just get it. You get it instantly. You know everything you need to know about the character. This everything is, is like, straightforward. Superman. It's just perfect. Everything, the timing, the pacing, and the whole story, like you couldn't do anything like really better i mean there's a few like animation mistakes but i think that kind of adds to the charm like i noticed like two well like one little thing but it doesn't even really how matter. dare you <laughs> how dare you be <laughs> but, like, it really doesn't no, affect like, it at all because it's so beautiful you, like yeah. speaking about details like when the part when superman gets like winged into those telephone poles like telephone wires yeah that's and it's awesome. not just like a, yeah. it's not just like him colliding they give him smoke you actually see him hit the wires disconnecting wires and light like like the electricity coming out of them and then he falls to the freaking ground and like i'm like yeah he's struggling okay they spend time doing that mm -hmm. and like it's not like he didn't like recover it recover from it like instantaneously you see him get out of the freaking wires and gather himself and then get back to what he was doing. And so, like nowadays, cartoons like I just got electrocuted, but I'm good to go. Yeah, <laughs> no, he, he just he goes. definitely struggles with the power lines, and he's like fighting against like all the coils are wrapped around his and, arms. He's like ripping it off like each limb. And uh, yeah, the it, I this is like the first time I really thought about it. Like Lois Lane is in the the biplane robot, and then like it, ha it has all the jewels. She's trying to get the story, so she just sneaks in the robot, basically. And mm -hmm. then uh, the counterweight of her when he when the robot turns over, because that's what the the inventor um, proceeded to do was just shake off whatever interference that it had 
you know, was dealing with. You didn't know a Superman on top of the robot, like trying to save Lois. And then like the robot spins around the counterweight of Lois Lane, you know, open the hatch because like she was heavier than all the jewels. So all the jewels fly out and then he's, you know, he's expecting jewels to be dumped into his little vat or, you know, his vault or whatever it is. And Lois Lane comes out and he's like, what did you do? What happened to the jewels? And he's like, basically <laughs> looks like he's going to murder her. And he goes right at the camera. And it's yeah. like, all the, all the mm -hmm. angles are like so perfect. And it like really encapsulates uh, what emotions that they're trying to go for. Like, I don't know. They, the, I can't imagine how much planning went into each individual frame of this, these cartoons. I, I really can't. Now, a frame that I thought was really well choreographed was when the villain pours the bucket of lava trying to, you know, obviously kill Lois. But <laughs> Superman, you know, he spreads his cape and it you can see like it rolling off of him. And oh, it yeah. still has the flow of the lava. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, man, that was, you know, that's a, it's a small thing, you know, to me. But I was like, I really appreciated it because. That took a lot to do, especially because no, no. it still had the fluidity of of water. No, I like the same thing. Like, I like that like scene too, like because it's neat. And then like at the same time, like it gave me like that thing. Like, so Superman's like actually, well, at this time, Superman's actually still strong enough to withstand high temperatures of lava. At this right. like because they haven't overpowered like overpowered him by like like okay. Like, he's not, like, like I would assume, like, he would, like, get, like, oh, this is a little fucking toasty now. But, no, he just, he accepted that thing, including, he, like, what Jerry's saying, yeah. like, the flow. The flow of it, though, like, it just pulled off. It didn't look like it just, like, settled on him and just hardened. And he just, like, shook it off like that and, like, just wung it backwards or something. I was, like, I was, like, the same way I was, like, appreciating, like, they just let it go as, like, a fluent, like, um, like how it do in real life. And like going with the uh, him struggling with the power lines, like he's struggling with like this bombardment of like an army of robots. It's like a dozen of these strong robots that shoot fire and like are super, you know, super powered. And they're all like pummeling Superman. The fists are going directly at the camera. And I love yeah. the POV shots. Mm -hmm. And like you're like, you're really like, how the fuck is Superman going to get out of this? And plus, there's a time. <laughs> There's the time tension of Lois Lane being lowered into the cauldron. So, like, there's the essence of the, the time tension, the tension of that. And, like, Superman's, like, is getting pummeled at the same time, you know. And, like, you yeah. really, like, are worried that he, he might fail, you know. But, of course, Superman saves his day. And I got to say, like, the soundtrack to this is, is also amazing. Like, just, like even not even just the superman motifs and the superman theme which is fucking excellent and it's all right but like the the just the sounds that they use for the robots like the booming like uh brass that they use you know it's like each and then each like robot when they're ignited and come to life like when they like all pop up like the army it's like yeah you know, it's just this crescendo of of like this uh, just this threat and like 
<laughs> oh, coming over like to, to just threaten Superman. You're like, holy shit! Like, you know? I enjoyed. I enjoyed when they activated because they all like they all had their own little like slouched over postures. They had yeah, yeah they had their then, own animation to them. Like yeah, right. Or you know, one guy might be slumped forward, <laughs> another one might be kind of curved. Like yeah. they had their own personality, and I was like, that's so. You know, it's not like it is now. Okay, everybody's sitting in a vat, and it's just hive mind, move and think is one. Yeah. <laughs> it was like neat how they just put that in play. Like, I don't think they were probably, pro I don't know if they were thinking, like, maybe someone would notice, or maybe, like, maybe this is, like, whatever fucking how it goes. Like, no one's going to really read into this and just, like, drew it that way. But, like, it's just neat. Like, they just had the little fluid motion. They come up, and they're so... They come out like you're saying, like a whole freaking army set of unit. Yeah, and they yeah, perform. Like all awaken, and it, there's a lot of tension throughout this, and it's just such a sh like it's only ten minutes long, and like they tell like this whole vast story within like such a short time frame, you know, time period, and all the action yeah. is just so vivid and just so like lifelike. It's just everything you want to see Superman do, especially for the time to do, you know, like. Like growing up with the radio show, and this is the same voice actors from the radio show, Bud Collier and uh, Joan Alexander, who did Lois Lane's voice. Like it's the same actors. So like this is what like the P the kids of the time know. This is what Superman sounds like. We can't get some other guy. We have to get the voice of the radio oh, yeah. show. And then like the, oh, like and and you listen to the radio show. And you and you watch this like this is exactly like how you imagine like Superman action being like if you're just listening to the show itself and it's like okay you can actually visibly see it on screen. Um, I'm not saying I grew up with a radio show. I'm just saying like that generation. That's what that's the character that. Oh they yeah. With. And like how can you oh, yeah. divert from that that voice? And he's the first one to give like the two personas like the high octave voice of. Clark Kent, you know, like, mild me, like, oh, yeah. And then he, like, goes into that, yeah, he goes in that essence, like, this looks like a, like, this looks like a job for Superman, you know, like, he gets into, like, it's, like, a totally different character. And, like, even, like, the subtle animations of, like, how they redefine, like, the characteristics of, like, Clark Kent, you know, he's kind of, like, slouching, you know, he's just, like, oh, whatever. And then Superman, like, you know, he freaking like expands you know he yeah, he does. yeah exactly he's like he he drank uh michael jordan secret stuff and um his face <laughs> that's like kind of like um, funny because like that reminds me of that little video we were watching uh josh remember that little video we i found on instagram and it's like him and it's uh what's it i forget it's more of a newer show as far as that, what's it? I forget what it was. It's like, and it's like he's uh, Clark Kent's brainwashed. He doesn't know he's Superman. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, just it kind of reminds like that. I'm like I'm like that would work so perfectly in that unit a little bit in that universe at some points because yeah. he doesn't know anything. Yeah. Like he would just be like, I kind of want to see that collab. I can see that. Yeah, I know. I can I, only see a collab with that. Yeah, but it's, like it's so good. 
Oh, geez. Yeah, and like like while this was on, the radio show was, you know, still going on. So like they would promote it in the radio show. Like, oh, make sure you see the live action, well, the live events in uh in, in your local cinema of Superman, blah, 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 blah. You know, like they would like promote it in their radio shows. And the radio show went on till like the late forties. It, it went on for a while. They have like thousands of episodes of Superman <laughs> like radio shows. Jeez. It's crazy. That's how popular it was. It went on for like 10 years. And like Jesus that radio Christ. show is like the reason Kryptonite was invented. So the actor Bud Collier could get a break, you know, get a vacation. You know, like, I, you know, the, the show is about Superman. <laughs> how do we get him out of the show? You know, oh, uh, yeah, he's incapacitated because there's this radioactive rock. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's Kryptonite. Okay, yeah, that works. Okay. And they would just like make up so many things like from the radio show and they like implement it in this cartoon and like the whole intro, like uh, able to leap tall buildings like that's from the radio show. Um, they don't have Jimmy Olsen in any of these um, cartoons, but like Jimmy Olsen was invented for the radio show, like the, for younger audiences, like kind of connect with. Mm. Oh, yeah, it could be Superman's pal or, you know, whatever. I, I don't I don't have to be I'm Superman, but I can be his him. friend. Yeah, I think yeah, I think just for That's the cool. short time frame, it it just like for these cartoons, I think it just like it would just be more it was enough. Yeah, I think I think Lois Lane it's just is enough. Just enough. We got. Yeah, I think I think you just need yeah. Lois and like Perry White basically sending off to a story, you know. And um, and I like how in these like. Even in these, including in our short, no, not sure, our main event that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, I like how they, they, I like how they, uh, they don't just make her or just a, like, they make, they don't make her like a super damsel in distress. She actually has something to her than just actually just being like in this. Oh there. yeah, yeah, I get what yeah, you mean. and like she always has a goal. She has a during, goal, like she wants to get the story. You know, yeah, during this time period, like you wouldn't have there. like thought that though. Like during yeah. this time, you would never have thought that. And like, and like these guys, these shorts, like, yeah, this these oh, guys yeah. like, like they're they're in the future. They're just like, fuck it, we're we're having fun with this shit. I mean, even when they created Superman, like Lois Lane was the strong, independent woman. She was a she was a working class lady. Like that was unheard of. Like for nineteen thirty seven, thirty eight, like. Especially Lois being Lane a strong independent woman. Yeah, 100%. Lois Lane is a very um, influential character. I think I think she And not only that. Inspiration for a lot of young women. Yeah, she also, like, commanded respect from, you know, male colleagues. And, you know, back then, mm -hmm. if you did that, you were... Yeah, you know, right. The only way you could do that is if you were a business owner or, you know, you were a figurehead in a church in some kind of religious institution. Right. That was, that wasn't happening in the workforce. I like, that's, especially. That's... Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Finish what you said. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I especially liked how, you know, she did it when she was telling Clark, like, you know, you always have some kind of excuse for something, basically calling yeah. it out on these BS. And I'm like, you know, obviously we know he's Superman, but I'm like, you know, at that time period, not only are you talking to a male colleague like that, 
but you're talking to somebody who's essentially your I don't I guess on a on a corporate sense back then your superior. And I, she didn't I never take any kind of shit from anybody. Yeah, no, I never seen like Clark Kent as her superior, like even back then. Like it, they always seemed like they were equals, you know, like they were both they were rivals to get that story. Actually, more Lois was more like thought that he was her rival um to get like that story like oh i gotta beat clark kent to and one-up him because he keeps getting these stories about superman i don't know how but i gotta you know that's why she like gets in the the rough and tough and like gets in these robots and fucking gets you know almost dumped in the vat of lava so like that's what i think that's why she kind of like pushes herself because she's always like trying to get that one up on like clark kent and uh they're you know, they're know both the star it reporters. All. It's not like yeah. Clark Kent is the better reporter. It's always like they're both the star reporters, and they're like in competition mm-hmm. with each other. Um, that's what I like about Lois Lane too. Like she has a goal on top of like you know Superman is rescuing her. You know, it's not like she's like just there just to be rescued. She's doing something on top of that layer like i feel like mary jane is just like a damsel and who's just kind of there she's not really trying she's to do anything to pursue. always she yeah she's, she's not like trying to pursue anything she's just um i feel like even daphne has more to do than mary jane yeah the look hot yeah. and then like just be the damsel so that's why like when people give <laughs> shit about Lois Lane. I don't really get it because she has so many layers to her character. It's not like she's just there to be saved by Superman. She's Sometimes she actually helps out Superman and reveals some information that yeah. he wouldn't know otherwise True. by being there. So, um, I don't know. There's a lot that we could say about this show, but I think we kind of like went through all the um, basic over overview um do you guys have any last final things you guys want to discuss about uh the mechanical monsters <laughs> um, um this, i have one thing i just wanted to say about the villain it um i like how he was a stereotypical villain he had the little pencil douchebag yes. <laughs> the greased back hair and the suit yeah. I thought he was gonna tie Lois to some train tracks so she could get one. Over. <laughs> yeah, I could totally see him doing that too. You know, it'd be great I'm if, glad he, he did. <laughs> I'm if, glad if he, he made the robot lava. Yeah, to switch it up a little bit. I loved like how he had his old like epic like vast layer that looked like it was this cost yeah. like millions of dollars to create well, it was like, in the mountain side like, and everything whole, yeah he's in a mountain yeah exactly it like, was in the mountain out the inside <laughs> of a mountain yeah it's crazy like if he was gonna <laughs> do the train track thing if if he was gonna just be cliche and do the train track thing it would have been kind of like a neat twist if he made the robots tire up and stuff you know that would have been kind of funny <laughs> no i mean it'd be even funnier if they're trying to figure out how to tie a knot in the midst no, they stupid. Like, they're like how do we... they just got these nubs Exactly. Exactly. It would take okay. Now I have to think about it. it. Would take away from the show a little bit, but at the same no, time, no, it, it definitely would. It definitely would. It would, it would just be neat, though. But like, yeah, I'm glad uh, they did what they did. <laughs> uh, yes, but uh, I would. The funny thing is, like, uh, when I we did the last weekend, we went to con. I was over at Josh's and Josh because we're discussing of doing our own little 
little voiceovers of like comics, like the comics and everything. And Josh showed me the first uh, chapter that he wants us to look over and discuss. And there is a gentleman at the end of the chapter that looks just like the freaking villain. And guess what happens to that guy <laughs> in that chapter? And then it happens in this fucking chapter, in this thing. He gets put oh, on yeah. the train track. No, the <laughs> Superman grabs him by his fucking leg and jumps away with his ass. Yeah, and Superman great. does the same thing with this motherfucker <laughs> and jumps away with his ass. And I was mentioning this yeah. to Jerry. I'm like, how many times has Superman, when he <laughs> leaps and he lands, accidentally smacked his face on the ground lightly <laughs> and just keeps going like a scumbag? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that was Go before Superman <laughs> That's when he could just leap, you know. He, that's this that's where the time whole leaping I, tall buildings in a single this bound. This is the time like, I like Superman. Yeah, this no, this is the this, time well, I like him. And I this think. Is like, I think if you're a fan of the this. character, I think if you're a fan of the character Superman, you got to know him from every era. You can't just go like, "Oh yeah, now Superman." I feel like to be a real, to really understand the character. You really need to see him in every decade where he existed to really get the whole grasp of and the appreciation of what he is, to be honest. That's why I love Superman. You know, like he works in every decade. He works in every time period. And I feel like the the more complicated you make the character and the more you overpower him, the less interesting he becomes you know the simpler the character the simpler you know you make the powers you know i think the more interesting it becomes a whole concept you know because yeah, you definitely. get it right away and it's i like think that's why i can't take him yeah <laughs> oh I no i hate take it too. superman and like i like i hate and it like, too and i'm i'm a big superman fan and i just hate what they're trying I remember. to do like in the modern <laughs> area so like, like I was like when I was growing up, I never could understand why you like Superman so much, and I'm just like he's just I couldn't do it. I like I don't know I understand how you could because I, I could grew up like him. I grew so up much. with I grew up with these con I grew up with these cartoons, these 1940 cartoons. Like when I was growing up, like I seen almost every era of Superman. Like I see I would watch this. I would watch the 1978 mm -hmm. Superman the movie. You know, I would watch the 90s cartoons and like that was like you get a grasp of like each decade. And that's that's why I was so infatuated with the character. And I think that's really I feel like that's how you really get appreciation for the character is like he's yeah. the only one with a radio show. He's the only one who was in every piece of media ever created like any of any character, you know, like. I mean, I guess technically you could say Batman, but Batman was in Superman's radio show. It wasn't like Batman had his own radio show. He would just be a guest star on his radio show. So, like, Superman hit really every aspect of major media that's out there. Hmm. Yeah. And, well, I guess I can say what I'm going to say for my final thoughts. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, definitely since this is i think this is like the second or third piece of superman media you've given us as a whole now and it um 
you know, I'm with Crispy. I'm not a big Superman fan. Don't get me wrong. I do respect him for everything he stands for. But I think over the years with, you know, just the creativeness that comics have evolved into, I feel like he's lost the sense of what made Superman so likable. And definitely, and with seeing this mini-sode and, you know, obviously the the feature film that we're going to get into shortly, I found a new, not a new respect, but a deeper respect for Superman because of, you know, he doesn't have the fucking heat, the laser beam eyes. He doesn't yeah. have the the cyclone breath. He can't fly at fucking Mach 20 through space and everything. He's, yeah. you know, he's uh, still within, you know, super abilities, but it's not anything just crazy. He's, just a, he's a Superman. It, he is a Superman. That's yeah, all he right. is. He's not he fucking do everything. Ultimate Man. Yeah, he could do everything a human, a man can do, but amplified. Like he could, every man can jump. He could just jump that much farther. You know, every man like has can see, but his his vision is just heightened. You know, it's that's the basic concept of Superman. Every man can pick up, you know, some heavy objects, and he could just pick up that much more. You know, so that's like really what the concept is about. It's just like a man just heightened you know and like that's all it needs to be (laughs) that's why i get so pissed off being like (laughs) no that's why (laughs) i get so angry with what they're doing to superman in like recent years i mean obviously there's there's some good comic books out there and media don't get me wrong it's just like i feel like what the mass majority see superman is like what i like I don't dislike about the character, I dislike about whoever is in creative control of the character. If if that right sense. now we got how much douchier can we make Superman? Like that's that's why I, but they do that for not, like a, a lot of the DC people now. I yeah they well I not even just DC like comics in general now. Yeah. yeah, but like it's Superman. Yeah. He's supposed to be the most lighthearted one. He's supposed to be this and that. I get it. People go through hardships, but Superman's supposed to be like that guy that goes, yeah, that just happened to me, but there is something I can do better to get, get me to this outcome. And yeah, so me stoking it. And they have he's made always looking for the brighter Superman. tomorrow. He's, he's always about the brighter tomorrow. You know, like he can make the world a better place. And, you know, like together we can make the world a better place. Batman, in essence, is... Let me just that makes sense. But like let's let's just kind of keep it level ground and keep it the same. I don't want it to get any worse, you know. And Superman's about hope and positivity and making the world a better place. Well, Batman's just trying to hold on. He's like, okay, this, this is this is good enough. Like just fucking don't get any worse, you know. He's a normal man trying to live on his gadgets. And Superman is right. the man that can withstand things more than him, but that's... And I think a lot, yeah, a lot that's m- missing from the character too. They're always they're always trying to hype that he's a god and he's this or whatever that. But he's that's not what makes this character interesting. The interesting thing is he has all these powers. He grew up on Earth. He's and he grew up on a farm. He worked on a farm. Like that's what he knows. He's a human in every essence. He's of Hercules. The world. Like he knows. He knows. No, 
I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't say that, but like he, he's Hercules <laughs> in the Disney cartoon, because the Disney cartoon <laughs> just basically took Superman the movie and Rocky and combined it, and that's what the that's what Hercules is. <laughs> um, but like Superman, in essence, is a human. He doesn't even know that he's an alien until he's like 18 years old. Like at that point of development, he's a man. You know, he has no idea about all this fucking wacky, weird shit that he's a part of. And that's, I feel like every per person feels like that in a way. Everyone feels like they're kind of alienated. They feel like they're, they're a little different. You know, there's something that's not connecting with uh, the, you know, the vast majority of like human society. And that's why I find Superman so relatable when, pe when people say he's not relatable, but like he's, he's a guy who grew oh, up on a farm. He's a guy who, you know, is trying to figure out like his his life, his powers, so you could like make it basically relatable with like puberty and just like figuring out who you are as a person, as a man. And it's just there's just so much that that is so important about this character. But I could just go on and on and on about I know you can. And I'm also gonna I know you can. <laughs> a super solid eight. I would recommend this to anybody. I give this a yeah. nine. I always love these things. I really love these little shorts. But like, yeah, you should uh, you this... should definitely watch more. These are great. But these yeah, are this like this was great. I loved I loved this. I like you know the old style of cartoons, and this was like I haven't done that well in a little while. I have went back recently watched. Uh, I went back and rewatched some old Pink Panther cartoons, but it's been a while since I watched the old superhero cartoon. Those are fun, Pink Panther. But uh no, but, but this is a whole episode of Superman. So this is when Josh gets to just be able to be unleashed of Superman. So it's okay, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's just, he's in the we have, well, we haven't talked about Superman in a while, so I felt like we had to bring I know. it back to I, the roots. No, I hundred percent agree, but I'm just saying, like, like I can go on and on. I'm like, dude, do you have this is a whole episode of Superman, <laughs> so you cannot stop talking about Superman for this whole podcast. <laughs> uh, right. Um, so, Jerry, you haven't seen any of these before, any of these old 1940 mm. shorts. So these are these are public domain. So, like, the public owns these cartoons. Like, DC doesn't get any residuals from this short. Like, anyone could watch this and release this. I think DC still has the rights to the merchandising of this, but like the shorts itself mm -hmm. um, is a public domain. It's very convoluted and very confusing. Have you had the rights? I had the rights of merchandising. I, I, th I think it's because of the, the trademark. I think it's the trademark of Superman technically is still owned by DC. Um, and well, I should have mentioned this on the BSBS segment, but there is um, a law trying to be passed by Congress uh, trying to state that, like, these old cartoons like uh, Mickey Mouse and Steamboat Willie and, I guess, Superman, and, like, are they're trying to shorten the clause of uh, the public the domain rule. So, like, right now it's in effect that it could possibly happen that after 50 years, it becomes public domain right now. It's like fucking the, the lifespan of the creator plus 50 years. And right now, uh, 
they're trying to fight for just 50 years. Um, Mickey yeah, that's now, a really long time. Yeah, 100%. They just keep fucking the public. That's And, and it's so hypocritical from Disney because Disney got famous and rich from using public domain stories, and now they're trying to withhold that from the public themselves. So that's why I really have a bad taste of Disney. I like Disney movies, you know, but like just the company itself the and what they're doing is very, yeah. very, very shady. Behind it. So it's technically, if it was in effect, like what it originally was, I think it was like 25 years, like the public domain, like Superman, Batman, every character basically you like or love, it would have been in public domain. Hmm. And it, anyone could write about it. Like like Sherlock Holmes, anyone could write about that. He's in the public domain. Um, you know, like characters like that that are like timeless. And like all these Don't classical... Don't the Robert Downey Jr. one. What? Because one of those <laughs> will kick your ass. No, if, if it's... No, I mean, like I'm, just saying, I'm just saying the character itself is public domain. Like we could make a fucking Sherlock Holmes movie and don't we don't have to pay Warner Brothers, you know. Yeah. It's in the public. Yeah, um, but just don't touch the Robert Downey Jr. ones. <laughs> don't try making one with it. Uh, never mind, Matt. We we all know you <laughs> want to touch Robert Downey Jr., but we're, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a third Sherlock Holmes movie. That's all I want is a third one. They leave us on a cliffhanger. It's been too many years. Uh, Fuck you. I do agree it. with Matt. I need a third one because that second be cool. one. Was I need still- a fucking third one. That'll be cool. <laughs> Um. So, yeah. So Matt, uh, well, you, I, I, what? How do you feel about the mini sode? Oh, I already said I give it a nine because I enjoyed these fucking things. These are oh. awesome. I didn't hear young. I stuff. give this. I give this That's a cool. ten. I would give this like a fucking infinity and beyond if I could. Um. <laughs> and right, the uh, the qual <laughs> the quality of these <laughs> cartoons the are the same the same quality of oh, like just immaculate a, of a, like oh, a high budget. If you say there's an issue with this fucking quality of these videos, you're watching the wrong video on YouTube. Go find a better. Yeah, no, one. you definitely. Or your internet definitely, shit. Definitely watch for. Definitely watch 4K if you can. I used to watch these on shitty VHS videos, like at home. So, like to see it in 4K, it makes it just that much more impressive. Um, this is the same quality as like Disney movies, like back in the day. You know, like Snow White, um, and the Seven Dwarves, like all that stuff. Like this is the same quality, hundred percent with all, um the animation. So, you know, I guess we we all gave our ratings for. The mechanical monsters. I definitely will recommend more in the future. Um, there's a few Matt and I have seen. I feel like Jerry has to see the the, the other ones. And Skippy. Um, but you can watch these on YouTube. They're free. You could just fucking find them. So like, if you're interested True. in what we're talking about, just look it up. There's 17 of them. Domain. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we're going to move on to the main event, which is Superman and the Mole Men, uh, 1951, starring George Reeves um, and uh, Phyllis Coates as Lois Lane. The first, well, not the the first full-length feature film of Superman, uh, released November 23rd, 1951. Um, the budget, I guess, was 2007. 
$275,000, which is, I mean, I guess that sounds kind of like a decent budget for 1951, but it's like, no, you could kind of tell like the budget is very cheap. Um, just by watching it the movie. It was a nice budget. <laughs> it was a good yeah. budget. It didn't... I mean, I mean, you can tell it's not... It's not it's like, definitely like a cheaper budget. movie. Yeah, it's a cheap... It's definitely like, it's a, a cheaper TV movie. movie. Where you want it to be. Yeah, well, but this, this was released <laughs> in theaters. That, it definitely was a box office success, you know, when it came out. Um, I guess it was, it was shot in 12 days, this movie. So, like, this was a speed what? rush production um <laughs> and it, it opened the medium for superman and television so like first this was this movie was released in theaters and then they they hear oh the you know we need oh, so shows the for the new tell this is the first thing this is the first george this is reeves the beginning man anything Motherfucker. So it, started out, it started out as a movie and then they opened up to this george reeves superman show that okay you know, debuted on uh on cable access, I guess. So, Makes Matt, sense. got it. Can you discuss Superman and the Mole Men? So, okay, so Superman and the Mole Men. It takes place in this little, um, in this little town that actually has an oil company that has that set the record of the deepest oil drill, like the drilled hole for oil that goes down six miles deep into the uh, earth and while that's happening the what's it called the finds out the company flips over clark and lois are supposed to do a report on this successful and incredible record-breaking company and then once they get there the company is now going the foreclosure and not continuing onward but the company the owners are really generous and state yes you can do a report on us closing and what's going on with the situation and we're like we're housed you in our hotels that we have here and in the midst of everything um there has been sightings of these little men coming out of nowhere and <laughs> scaring the people without really harming the people but they're scaring the public and nobody knows where they're coming from but they're just little tiny men with giant uh, well receding hairlines and yeah they have um, big foreheads <laughs> yeah they have re yeah. yes like receding yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you can you can go there with that but like and once they're they're actually coming out of the the oil hole like this the six mile oil hole like drill hole that they made that they're climbing out of that and they just keep coming out like it finds out they scared a child and her the mother too much, like too well, and now the whole town is going out and just got a militia and went after the little men and Superman. Clark decides to say this is time for Superman decides to help out and stop this because he knows that this is not going to be a good situation and these creatures like creatures, men, whatever they are at the moment, they don't know about aren't really doing he doesn't they don't know that much information so they're not doing that much harm on the other than scaring and no one knows technically <laughs> that they're nuclear or just standard people and that's one thing they are scared of too about them and so superman's trying his best to keep the crowds uh on a hush and try to calm down meanwhile the crowds accidentally shoot 
on one of them and Superman rushes him to the hospital. Meanwhile, they're still hunting for one down, hunting one down and trap him into a old abandoned uh, structure and burn down the building. Meanwhile, he's smart enough to dig his way out of the structure and flee more. And let's just say the sheriff is not really a thing. He's more of a coward than a hero. And <laughs> every time, no one wants to listen to Superman and embrace what he wants to state. So they keep shooting Superman and putting more people yeah. in harm. And Superman is, at one moment, ends up getting into a brawl with everybody at the hospital of where... I was shooting, no, not that, not the hospital. The, I think it was, a, it was, I think it's a hospital. I just think it's that the hospital because Clark, yes, they're at the hospital. Yes, the hospital. And yeah. they end up doing a brawl in front of the hospital because they're trying to save one of the little men. And at the end of the episode, within the last few minutes, the little men come out with this little gun and start shooting the, the like radio, like radioactive waves or some kind of pulse waves. With this gun at the main gentleman that starts to riot in the militia, and he they end up rescuing and getting everybody back, all the little people back to their home, and at the end they blow up the hole that takes them from their underground world to the surface, and it literally just looks like an oil rig just exploding. So. <laughs> That's a little neat tidbit, and that's how basically it ends. But you can just see the terror within the faces of the little people because they're just getting chased by yeah, these men do, with yeah. guns mm -hmm. and dogs. They're ready to freaking murder them. Yeah. It's just, what the fuck? Especially the one, the second one, who's like running away the whole time. Like, he just yeah. looks so pathetic. His, his he face doesn't know what to do. Like, well, he's he just so <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and the thing is, like, they give him like they don't give him anything. It's like they're going on, like they're going on reconnaissance, and like they're just getting information of like what's up here. That's literally it. They're just trying to observe and see what's up top, and like knowing us stupid land uh, above ground people, like what the fuck are you? You don't come out of the ground like that. Yeah. You are a fucking evil shits, and we gotta kill you <laughs> some reason. And not understand. I I actually hated some of the terms that they were using throughout the whole what thing terms? for these. Wait, what? Like just what? like, just like we got like we had to tie. We had to like out. It was like certain things like they're talking about after killing them. They had to tie like like hang them up and shit. I was like getting like a little annoyed with like them talking about how they're gonna kill them. And then pose them oh, outside yeah. of town. I'm like showing them off, and it's I'm like, like I really don't, I don't like this. I really don't like this yeah. at all. I, I really wanted the right. them to kill the yeah. one dude. I was, like, I was hoping. <laughs> I thought I was so hoping, but it's Superman. They're not going to do it. I think. Ben, yeah, yeah Benson. I hated him so much. Yeah. I thought he's he was a, dead. Like once, I thought he became radioactive no. and he's fucked. You know, I, I mean, they did hit him a couple times. Microwave him to death. Yeah, yeah, I was like, and then Superman was, comes in and he and he says that's it's you know he's like 
Benson says, oh, you saved my life. And it's like, oh, it's much more than you deserve. You know, like even Superman's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you should have fucking died. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Just I like- was like, George Reeves, just <laughs> let this fucking <laughs> God. Like this, it just- I enjoyed this movie a lot. I've It's yeah. been a long time since I've seen a George Reeves Superman. So I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. But I was like, George Reeves, move out of the fucking way and let these mole dudes do what they came here to do and assassinate the hillbilly. Like, and the whole time, Superman and Clark Kent are telling them, like, they're not doing any anything wrong. They're just like, yeah, like a little kid when you put them in a new house. They're just, oh, what's this? What's that? Who's that over there across the street? You know, they're just exploring around. Yeah, like, they're just look funny, gathering but stuff. Yeah, they didn't have you know, no what, what, fucking gun holding people up saying, "Give me your money." The, Tell the me all your information. The one time <laughs> they did look threatening, you know, like the like during the daytime, they look fine. They kind of look cute, you know. You kind of want to give them a hug, but like, um, <laughs> during like the night, the night scene, whatever, they're, you know, they're 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 like cuddly look looking. You're sure like, them up and just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what Superman does throughout the whole, you know, the whole movie. He just keeps picking them up. <laughs> like, he's oh, saving them. Yeah, he's he is. Saving them. He's doing his job. <laughs> yeah, but he's saying that too. You know, that's in his head. Anyway, <laughs> you're so adorable. He's carrying them away. Yeah. You're adorable. You're lo- I can you. Your name's Roger now. Any- and we're anyway, go the one time where they did look threatening and did look fucking creepy was like when they're looking through the window of that little girl's room and that yeah. little girl was like so accepting and so like caring and very tolerant, you know, which is like a, the theme of the movie, you know, it's like tolerance, uh, yeah. you know, very, and you know, which is a great theme for kids to learn, especially for 1951, which was like a very paranoid political day and age, you know, like a uh, height of McCarthyism and a whole bunch of other fucking bullshit. Anyway, um, if I was that little girl, if I was a fucking kid, I see these three fucking mole people looking through my window at black dead at night, I'd be fucking shitting my pants. I'd be screaming my ass off. I would not That's go what like, I'm saying. I'm oh. like, this kid is braver than me. The first thing I'm doing, I'm fucking breaking a limb. I'm like, yeah, oh, right. back, man. back it away. Like, like now, too, I would fucking freak out if there's like three little people, more people looking in my window, you know, at this time of night. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, I would be fucking scared. There's like, but yeah. that girl, I mean, oh, I, I, the whole lesson of it is like the girl was innocent and she was very accepting when all the adults are, you know, not, not so much. So I think no, the adults if are she tips. did react that way, it would have like taken away from the lesson of the movie. So I understand why they didn't do that, but realistically kid would fucking freak out <laughs> like kid would not like that. if i was that kid, i would start hurling blocks books yeah. that fucking ball she had it looked like it was a lead ball just chuck one of them in the head jesus yeah 100 oh god and i feel like uh. superman had like more of a you know, understanding what these creatures, you know, he's he's an alien from another planet, so he, he knows how it feels to be different from being from a different world, you know. So, like, I feel like that's where he has a lot of connection with these creatures themselves. I've seen these like, kind of people. That's a big yeah. 
or come with me. Yeah, that's a that's a big part of why he's trying to protect them. I mean, either way, like Superman would try to protect anyone or anything, but I think he just feels that sense of connection towards these people because they're from basically a different world in their own right. Yeah, you know? they're from underground. And I like how well, hands off he was with them. He was like, "Let's just yeah. kind of leave them alone and see what they do." Because right. who knows? They could have started bringing up fucking gold and shit that they that's useless <laughs> right. to them. And that's then been like, yeah, bring up the oil that they're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, establish well, like, some kind of trade relations. The thing is, like, I kind of was, like, trying to figure out, like, like, these guys are mole people. Like, how much, like, visibility do they have during the day? Because things that live in, like, yeah. the complete darkness. I don't are, think they... I'm just going... They dark well, they they were they did produce fluorescent energy, so maybe that's their they are used to the light underground. Yeah. Maybe that energy is what yeah. lights up their mm. city, you know. And they do so, produce it naturally, so maybe they just yeah. kind of you know pat their clothes and like okay, it's light time. So we learn well, at like the end pure of the film light, that <laughs> we learn at the end of the film that it's like a like a a lighting uh, phosphorus, you know, like a illuminating phosphorus. It's not, they're not actually radioactive. It was just like no. a concern that yeah. Superman in the town had. It's and uh, they were, they were just, com yeah, they were just completely glow sticks. harmless. Yeah. They're basically gl yeah. little glow stick people. <laughs> <laughs> just don't they're snap them on your knee. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. Don't crack. Fireflies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think Phyllis Coates, who plays Lois Lane, did a good job too. Like, I don't think anyone was really over overacting either. As Lois Lane, mm -hmm. yeah, she like, was really good. She was excellent. I like Especially, how I was like, um, oh, go ahead, Christian. No, you. Go. I was just gonna say, like, my favorite scene is when the fucking dickhead that's leading the mob is like, <laughs> tell that woman, you know. Get that woman out of here. This is a man's place. And she's like, Yeah, I can, you know, she's, she's very upfront with him and puts her foot down. Like, I can got, I can move on my own and I choose to stand right here. And then, you know, he tries to move her out of the way and she starts slapping him and shit and just that's what hustling him off. And I'm like, Yes. That's what yeah, she's going to bring up to herself and the people in the, in the mole people. Mm -hmm. And when they the two goons have her hold up, she's like, you know, just kind of, you know, jabbing the fucking just, yeah. and just kind of moseys on off. I'm like, she just she, she does get a whack. Her. She gets a whack at at a, one of them before they they push her out of the way. But yeah, you're right, Matt. Like Superman pushes her out of the way before she gets shot. Basically, like yeah, she's gonna stand. No, they no, someone no, almost shot right. him. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with this? Like, I let someone yeah. shot Superman and a ricochet off. And yeah, then that's he's what just I like, that, that and I'm like, it. okay. Yeah. And so he's like, if you keep doing this, someone else is going to get hurt. Like, I don't want this happening. <laughs> and he just tells Lois, like, you better get in the house now. Like, I don't care. You're cool, but you don't want to die, right? <laughs> they just, just yeah. And he basically was like, he told her, I appreciate your courage, but, you know, this situation's about to get violent. And then he started taking their fucking guns and bending them and was like, Bending. come on, get out of here. And gives one dude an upper suplex. Let's throw people. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like picking up people and throwing them around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
It was just like wrestling. This <laughs> guy turned yeah, off. Yeah, basically, he doesn't. They don't great. really use that many effects in this movie. Like even Superman flying around, they like show that one time. Like, it, and he became a cartoon. Yeah. And like he picks up, he saves the mole person who's about to fall into the water supply because he doesn't know if they're radioactive. And plus, you know, he gets shot. Um, but like. I thought it was, I love that shot because I thought it was shot. pretty fucking funny at the same time. Because, like, it like, was like Superman could be, yeah, be Superman did, becomes I a cartoon. And then, like, and then the mole person becomes a dummy and then he, like, picks him up and flies away. <laughs> but that's what I love about this old shit, you know, like this, these old Superman, like, films and, uh, like shorts they're all made by like a shoestring budget and it's just like what they could get away with at the time and like uh i'm not it, i'm not gonna lie this short this video is really pretty good written because they did a decent job getting to the point and everything yeah and they made me good. hate the villain they made me hate the villain and they got a good <laughs> person to cast the villain and i fucking hated him so much he made me skeeve and they gave him too much fucking... The one thing I have a problem with, but he's the fucking villain. They gave him too much fucking power. And now he had the right when the, actually the yeah, sheriff had the balls. Yeah, he actually yeah, he's the fucking he, mob he mentality. Yeah. When the sheriff actually got the balls to actually confront him, he just yeah. punched him right in the face <laughs> and says, what do yeah, you want from me? And then the sheriff gets fucked off. I would have fucking out my pistol and pistol whipped him. I'm like... You're clock under arrest. No. You know, clock him or something. He fucking gave you a left hook. Yeah. Yeah. That he was just like wild. this. They gave him <laughs> super overpowered evil mode in this fucking this movie. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Whatever. Fuck it. It's he's the evil guy. Just see what happens. He's evil. And then he's he's the evil guy. Fuck it. Like uh then the then the freaking mole peat men are just like Get their gun out, and I'm like, we're getting the revenge. Oh, yeah. yeah, they brought out their fucking free gun and was like, right? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. He starts begging for his life like a fucking chump. He's like, I'm so sorry, yeah. don't kill me. And you can yeah. live. They're just like, pew, 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 pew. And the funny thing like, is, like, put the gun away. He's not gonna hurt you. I promise. Yeah, just go back home. <sighs> I like how Superman was just basically a peacekeeper. Mm -hmm. he, yeah, you know, he was kind of diffused the whole situation, which wasn't even a big deal. Like, you know, yeah, they were funny looking people, but I mean, the worst they could really do is just kind of scare you. You know, it's obvious yeah, they yeah. were kind of light things up. Timid. Yeah, and were, I mean, yeah, they maybe dig really you a hole. I don't know. They were just <laughs> like, fucking alchemy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they infiltrated their home, so like that was the whole point of this. Yeah, uh, I get. Story. Yeah, and, and uh, Superman yeah. even said like you you like you affected their home, and they're just trying to figure out make sense of this, and basically they deserve to live as as much as you do, you know. And like I I just love that stance that he has throughout the whole film. Yeah. 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 What, 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 okay, what about this? What about this? Okay. Let's go. I'm going a little gruesome here, but let's just go in this point. This direction here, though. What if that drill happens? What? So the drill is going down. So it's going down, like down to like the six mile area, and the drill yeah. accidentally opens a cavern and this goes and lands on like people. And they all go in. 
And then I know like, I, what the fuck I, is I, this? I, it makes Dude, I it makes me thing. Yeah, it makes like, me more curious. <laughs> it makes me curious like, to see like their world. Yeah, I, I was hoping like, we'd actually get like a snapshot, like, oh, yeah, you know, coming up. You see them kind of just because it's obvious that they, you know, don't communicate with sound. They just use, yeah. you know, body motions. Because you just see them kind of pointing, and they're just like, maybe they're telepathic. And then there's like, yeah. you know, they're kind of like fucking. Um, oh god, it's gonna hit me later. But well, you know. I'm I'm thinking of, of of something from Star Wars that can't talk and it just uses body language to communicate. Jawas, Jawas, Jawas. That's it. Fucking Jawas. But they do Eugenie, Eugenie noises. Uh, yeah, they they have somewhat of a language, right? But yeah, but yeah we no, get what you mean. Like though. the same principle. Like they just point around and say, you know. Yeah, they're like DC. You know, they just dance. DC, yeah. we need the mole men to come back. <laughs> we need to know what's That'd up. That'd be great. I need to know. I, like, I need that. to know. I want to see, like, I. it's a one-shot. Do a one-shot. The Revenge of the Moles <laughs> or something. And that just, like, dope, and then you learn more about the civilization. And, like, they bring back, like, let's say it picks up from this. They do the same thing. George Reeves, Superman set up. And like maybe like give it a little bit of twist is a couple years later like they bring it, but it picks up like they're carrying down the one that got shot, and they're like, what happened to him? And their little telepathic or hand gesture way, and he's like, the up there, him. shot him, got shot, blah. And they're like, we're going to war, and they just gather their materials and got ready and like this war like prepared, <laughs> and then they're going up. And like trying to do things, or like do a special team that goes up there to figure out who shot them, and like that'd be like the little, like the little like volume we get, like not even that long. It'd be like maybe a fifty pages. <laughs> Let's give it that, and <laughs> something no, neat. And then we just just give us some I, more information. Were the were the mole people children actors, or were they just very short adults? I, I think wanna, they're little. They were little people. I'm pretty sure. I want to okay. say I, I I feel like it was a mix, but yeah, because some of them were like, Maybe. okay, I could kind of tell that's obviously a little person, mm-hmm. and then others and I was like, okay, just like that children. one could kind of pass off as like a child, or yeah, you know, maybe the the one the through puberty. Yeah, I guess I, I guess you could say that. Like the main one, like like not the main one, but the one I guess who you see the most screen time with, like the most sympathetic one, does kind of have a childlike face. So that one might be a, a kid, but I think the yeah, because um, there's certain parts when like they have like the same like like they have the, the portions of the per, like the like the of the person look more childish proportions than actually like a little person's proportions. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There we have. Because I was watching this, I was like, you know, I could tell one of them was obviously a child from the like the facial feature and the size of the hands. Yeah. And then when the <laughs> other one came up with the gun, I'm like, that's obviously a you know a little person. That actually. one's yes. Yeah, maybe maybe you're curious. right because the, the main the main one that they showed the most was the most sympathetic, and he looked like a little baby, you know, so. You might be right with that. Now that you're saying it, now that I'm thinking of it. Um, 
That one, uh-huh. that one just looks so sad the whole time. He has like this face, and he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they just, I love, I, I just, love, I just wanted to give him a hug. Oh god, <laughs> there's the point where the when they're actually it's right before the one gets shot, and like they have the light. And I love how they have the spotlight just going back and forth. And when they get caught in it, they both just jump to the ground and get flat to the ground <laughs> if they can. And they're like, oh, we lost them. And they ran away. And they get back up and they're like, oh, there they are. They're still up there. Shoot. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, they- yeah, that part made me laugh a lot. Because I'm like, okay, yeah. there's no way you can miss something <laughs> you know that big of a cranium. Yeah. They're pale skinned and they're wearing a black unitard like outfit well, style. Small. So if you hit they're them with small. a light, oh, they're, they're small. They're half the size of a Superman. It's fine. Small. The one's at chest height. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> And, then, but, like, uh, and like, and they don't explain the distance like hundred percent between the bridge and where they are, technically. So, I know one scene I really want to get into because this is the one that struck the biggest chord with me. Kind of like how Crispy was saying, like, "Oh, we're gonna get those little freaks and you know hang them up and stuff." It was when they were chasing down the other mole person that escaped after his friend had gotten shot or maybe family member. We don't know, you know, what their, you know, population is like. And, you know, they chased him, you know, they were hunting him down, you know, the, the little prospector dude saw him and he was, you know, he thought he was hallucinating and he just ran off and you see him just drink from the prospector's water. He's like, he's thought he catch, he caught a break. And then he's like, fuck, these dogs just still after me. These guys are still after me. And they chase him to the shed. And they start burning it down. I was just like, you know, it really started making me think about this is just like fucking Mississippi burning. Because this, you know, this little mole dude is completely innocent. And here these guys are just, you know, cause they weren't looking to cause trouble, but they were looking for him causing trouble. Because, you know, they've got everybody in this big frenzy and, you know, manic, you know, manic state of just anxiety and stress. And they're like, you know what, we're going to, you know, at that point, they were just like, we're going to just fucking smoke this little bastard out. And then the one dude, when, you know, the mole guy was trying to escape through a window, he told him, you know, watch the window. I think he's going to try to jump through there. And he just fucking keeps shooting with his pea shooter. And I'm like, what? Why? And then, you know, Superman and um, the other, you know, people who are on Superman's side were telling him, like, this creature has just as much a right to live as you do. You know, and then the doctor who removed the bullet said, you know, on the inside, they're the exact same as us. Same rib cage, same uh, set of lungs, heart. The only thing different is just, you know, the size of that old noggin. And I was just like, this just, it didn't, it didn't make me feel like, um, like they were just downright, you know, evil people, but they had somebody who took advantage of the fear that was going around and used it to cause evil things. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 
And I was just like, for a minute, I was like, oh, is he is he really gonna die? Because I was, you know, things were looking kind of gruesome, especially toward the end when the little shack got more up in flames. But you know, luckily he got away through that loose floorboard. But I was like, man, this is some shit. If I was him, I would tell him, yeah. you know, bring the fucking, I guess what would be their version of the National Guard, and we're just gonna start off in these chumps. I and like how Stones uh, in the Moles. The volume <laughs> one. Like one shot. <laughs> well, what were you gonna say, Josh? Oh well, I didn't want to interrupt you. Did we go go ahead? I'll, I'll oh go. no. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, like, it um, you know, just scenes like that. It's not hard for me to watch, but it always makes me think, man, would something like that, you know, happen? still be happening in a random backwater part of, you know, the States where nobody knows any better. And, you know, the people who live there are the people who live there. And if you come in, everybody's looking at you with the side eye, like, who are you? What are you doing here? And what, you know, why are you trying to, you know, belong here? It's definitely a direct allegory for all that stuff, you know, just like intolerance itself and, um, that's why I, I feel like even like back in the day, like Superman always stood for the benefit of the meek and the, and the meager and just like, you know, he always did the right thing in any decade, which is just amazing. Like, it's <laughs> like he always was that pure, especially like the thought process of just America at that, at that point. So it's just like. It just ama- it just amazes me like how like Superman was always good, um, you know, when the rest of the the country really wasn't wasn't like that. Um, and I liked how Superman basically directly said to Benson and his whole you know crew, uh, the whole mob that like you stop acting like Nazi soldiers, you know, like you're acting like the All Reich and uh. You know, obviously that would hit pretty hard because it was 1951. You know, it's yeah. not like the war just ended like six years ago. <laughs> you know, like that that's pretty fresh in everyone's minds. Yeah, because when he said that, I was like, man, you know what? This is, you know, it took me back to when we just watched Godzilla. I was like, oh, this is, mm-hmm. you know, they're still, you know, actively talking about this and keeping it keeping, you know, intolerance, hatred, and bigotry fresh in people's mind and showing them like, hey, you know, remember what happened when a bigot got too much power and he basically just went around and just slaughtering people he didn't like? Yeah, don't forget what we had to do to him and the people that helped him along the way. Do you want to do that again? Because, you know, I'm like how... um, Oh god, I can't remember the the guy who brought Lois and Clark um uh, you know to the town, but he basically was telling the sheriff oh, like the chauffeur, hey, yeah, remembers. yeah, and he was basically telling him like, hey, you know, if you bring in the uh state um the state troops and everything, this is gonna cause a much bigger scene. And I was mm-hmm. it didn't click at the time. I'm like, what is he talking about? You know, it's just two little dudes, but I'm like, oh, you know, they're probably gonna capture them, you know, experiment mm-hmm. on them and you know dissect them and kill them perform all kind of biopsies and shit i'm like oh yeah that's gonna 
you know, they're going to try to harvest whatever resources right, yeah. we can from them. They're basically going to do the experiment 10 times worse than what the doctor want to do. Is a doctor, yeah. he just wanted to, like, to have him just be in his office and be like, all right, can you do this for me? Like, wave your hand. Can you even talk to me? Can you cough? Can I, like, take an x-ray of you or, like, or some, like, some kind of, like, certain little, little tests, not, like, huge. Huge says, can I this draw maybe a little bit of your blood? Yeah, can I do this and just see what they get? They got you get out of it. I have like respect for that doctor too because that man yeah. said I need to save him. That's my freaking yeah. job. Josh just finally joined the fucking broadcast and just told me. <laughs> what? But you're like the host just joined the podcast. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Okay. It's fucking funny. But so he's like, I gotta save that man. That's what I did. I went to school for. I went to school to help people. I'm gonna help that person right there. But he's like, everyone's like, oh, this radioactive. Like, I I need to do it. And then they're like, the lead lining for x-rays i'm just gonna wear that while i'm doing this shit fuck it and the nurse is like i'm not gonna help you i'm not risking radioactive radio radio radioactive poisoning and all that junk and so clark is just like i'm your man and just walks in there yeah. with him <laughs> and honestly the doctor was the bravest person because he you know obviously the old dude was the risk the head of you know the facility and he told him yeah i don't care what you say i'm still gonna do it and he stuck to the hippocratic oath of you know i will do no harm and you know i'll save a life which he did he was like because obviously you know the mole man wasn't a human but he was still you know humanoid and mm -hmm. you know obviously you know it kind of blurred the lines of like oh what does it really mean to be a human and stuff but i was still like he was you know, he wanted to save the creature, even though the mole man, even though he was afraid, like, oh, well, I don't know if it's going to kill me with radiation, but, you know, I'd rather sleep, you know, I'd rather die knowing I saved a defenseless creature, defenseless, quote unquote, than knowing I sent it to its death to just bleed out and be in agony. All right. Mm -hmm. Um. The one thing I wanted to mention this is basically the last thing I have to say. Um, like, just George Reeves, Superman. Um, he just seems like the Superman if Superman was your dad. You know, like, this is like that. Yeah. Superman, you know, <laughs> like, he's True. like a little older, you know, he, but he looks great. He has like that classic look. His jaw line and his like face is very defined. Like, it just has that. Um, interesting like characteristic look you know like it's just like very class act and uh he's a he was a classically trained actor like he's he was in gone with the wind and like a lot of decent like big budget movies um and i uh, i wanted to say phyllis coates um her, her acting i don't i think her acting was like really well uh defined like especially just for the time and what kind of movie they're in i think all the acting was pretty well i i think phyllis coates and uh george reeves were obviously the strongest actors out of the whole film and like phyllis coates when she sees uh the mole men like in the window and she has that visceral scream like that's like i don't know that that scream like really sticks 
in my brain. It's just yeah. something that like that really resonated. Yeah, because to me, it was you know it's not the same of the same caliber, but it's one of those like moments you never forget. Her scream when yeah. she first saw the mole men was like watching the shower scene in American Psycho. I was like, oh shit, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. I thought they were finna, you know, try to kidnap her or, you know, maybe, you know, jump at her or something. You know, obviously yeah. they didn't do any of that, but I was like, you know, it was the power that she put into the screen. A hundred percent. Yes. It was very uh, visceral and like realistic, very, very, um, very grounded. Shit. Like that was, that was very good. Like, I want to use that. Just like her scream and something, I don't know. Like it's like one of those sounds that like sticks with you. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, another. I have a few more things I wanted to get into and say. One thing that definitely was the most. Well, yeah, this was the most heartwarming. It was the child. Uh, the innocent scene again when the little girl is playing with the uh, mole men, and you know she's asking them like, you know, you guys don't want to play with my toys, you don't want to play with my box. Well, you know, how about we just you know play catch? And she just starts you know rolling. They start rolling the ball back and forth, and then the um whatever the fuck they have going on. I'm just say their sweat got on the ball and it started glowing, and she was like, yeah, what's going on? And she just said, you know, like, are you guys magic? And I was like, you know. I haven't really I don't honestly even know the last movie like currently that I've ever watched that, you know, gave me the same, you know, feeling when that little girl mm-hmm. said that because she just saw these, you know, these two mole men as, you know, unusual people. She didn't treat them any different, any worse. She was just like, Do you wanna play? Like, you know, like all yeah. these. And then um Another scene that I also did enjoy quite a quite a bit was when the mole men came back up with the reinforcements and the gun and they ran into Superman. And we did talk about this, but it was like, you know, they were communicating with him through, you know, just their motion and dance. And he was saying the creatures talk, you know, through motions. And so they know I'm not here to hurt them. And even when that fucking dickhead Vincent, Vincent, whatever his name is, you know, comes around the corner because that other asshole is like, hey, there's three more of them. And they got a gun by the hospital. And he's like, this is my time to shine, boys. I'm going to bag them and tag them. And then they fucking (laughs) press him against the wall with that uh, microwave gun. And he's like, oh, please. And Superman's just like, please stop. He's not going to hurt you. I promise. Just yeah, take your yeah. comrade, you know, go back where you came from and we will, I'll make sure they don't bother you ever again. And, you know, obviously, you know, they still kept shooting Superman because, you know, now they're scared. They've been conditioned to fear the, you know, the people on the top side. And then, you know, after, you know, Superman can, you know, it does take him a minute to convince them. It's not like, you know, okay, these words, you know, have made it stop this like no they keep going for i think like maybe a minute or two or so mm-hmm. and then they're just like okay he means us no harm let's just stop and go on and even at the very end i think what really spoke the most to me personally was when you know they go back down the hatch superman closes it and then you see the hatch 
door, you know, light up from the photon gun. And then he says, this is their way of saying, we'll stay down here in our lives and right. stay up here with yours. And that really just, it didn't strike a nerve, but it touched a chord that I've never thought of, especially, you know, as civilization progresses, you know, with all the talk of, you know, is there life beyond the stars? You know, what lies, you know, under 10,000 leagues and the parts of the ocean that we can't get to, you know, who's to say that one day we don't encounter, you know, something like that. And we do this exact same thing. And we essentially start. Now I'm not going to say a war with, you know, other beings who have been coexisting with us, but we start mistreating other, you know, obviously mistreating other beings that we don't understand. Um, that's why we need Superman as the middleman because he's the alien. <laughs> he needs to bring back George Reeves so he can be the media. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> but I like I I want to bring up this though like, with these older Superman, even like when um, even like I think it was like the was it the in the radio show too, and I love how like the he gets himself almost caught. Doing things, oh, yeah, yeah no, like, and he just that's what he's fun. like. Oh, they're coming around the corner soon, and like, how they're showing up, he sees them or he's them, whatever one he's choosing. Yeah. He's like, he knows, and then, like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> and then he's like, all the time. like, you know, yeah. I brought, the, I mean, uh, Superman brought, the, yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he dropped that too, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I definitely like that, that lightheartedness from the radio yeah. show over because I was 100%. like, okay, this is this is giving <laughs> me just... a visual to what I would hear from the radio show, like right. word for word. Because it this was basically like um it was another radio show that had people really freaked out. I think like uh, the, the attack Wells thing. It was what? like the thing with War the, of the or... green men. Uh, yeah, War of the World. Um, oh, uh, what? Yeah, it was what each. Yeah. yeah, it was the, the Orson Welles thing. Yeah, where like people actually yeah. thought aliens were landing. Um, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> this was. I think it was. Uh, I think it was War of the Worlds. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was War of the Worlds or something like that. I actually took time to go back and listen to it, and I'm like. You know, if I lived during this time period, I would think the same thing, especially like when he got to the point of saying, oh, my God, there's little green men walking about. Ladies and gentlemen, the earth has been invaded. But yeah, it, people it, thought that was real. <laughs> like They thought that was real. Right that was being little, every time you see little green men, I keep thinking when Mars attacks for some reason. Yes, yeah, that's what I was I thinking. At think, first, I like, thought you were gonna say that. And I'm like, what do you mean? They fucked everything up. Like, <laughs> Kazoo wouldn't do that to us. He's with Fred Flintstone. <laughs> what? Dude, he made fun of Fred every episode, calling him a dum dum. You stupid. Dum dum. Hello, dum dum. <laughs> yeah. But oh, my was, God. Um, oh God. This definitely took me. You know, made me think like. On a on the opposite side of the coin, like this is probably what 
would be what it would be like if at any point back then we encountered you know other sentient life i'm not gonna call them extraterrestrial because you know obviously they've lived on there it's probably longer than humans have been alive well homo sapiens have been alive yeah yeah well uh what is um, how I was telling you guys, like, in the beginning, like, I, I fell asleep very bad today. Like, I was trying to watch this after, like, I slightly woke up, and I was slightly falling asleep, but when you, I was using it as a radio show at the same time when I was sleeping, until I went into a deeper sleep. But, like, I would say this, if they just said, like, we're gonna make this a radio show and cut away, like, any of, like, the dead air, it would have been perfect. It would have worked a lot too, because I was doing that myself. Because yeah, they cut away like most of those, some of the din- muttering noises. Yeah, like, a little muttering, yeah. yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. It was kind of like weird. I was like, yeah, okay, this works Maybe out. That's I definitely need to see the picture. Something else to think about. Um, do, do you, uh, do you guys have any final thoughts or ratings on, uh, Superman? I'll let Matt go first this time since I went first. Okay. Okay. So final thoughts, like, I don't know. This is like, like I see all the time. I'm not a big Superman fan and everything. single thing that Josh has been like trying to do is like trying. I always think he's trying to make win me over with like trying to get me to, Trying to win me over with these like old videos so you could I could be more of a Superman fan over time. He's like trying to slowly convert me. And I do appreciate all these old, like old classics and everything. Like, and I would never take the time to watch them because I'm like, I have don't have the nerve to do it because I'm not a big fan. And I'm glad I watched this movie. And and this movie, like, I wasn't expecting it to like do like certain things or like have certain things happen and like this thing i enjoyed like i enjoyed like the i enjoyed the story i enjoyed the uh, characters and actors and like how they even worked with the whole like setup and like they gave me the the the, the characters made me think the things i wanted to think like how they like they made me think of what they like feel what like how it should have felt the, like how the characters designed because like I was like I was annoyed and pissed off with the villain Lois Lane. I enjoy her. They kept her with for a presence. Clark Kent had his little Clark Kentness <laughs> to it, and <laughs> Superman is just like his little. He's Superman at that time. He's just whatever. He's just he's properly uh properly grounded character of a superhero. And I enjoyed every little bit of it, and like, I have no issues with this. I if I I would give this, I would give this movie for actually what it was, and like the filming for this thing, I would give it a decent eight. I'm not gonna lie, I'd give it a decent eight. Holy shit! For its time, (laughs) for its time period, no, for its time period, for its time period, and what they the time the time period they gave it. (laughs) <laughs> and what's it called? And like how much time they had to do things? It was twelve yeah. days. 
yeah, to fucking so long, work man. this. And like it's an hour long movie, and they did a decent amount of storytelling and uh, giving you enough um, detail to grasp what's happening. Mm-hmm. And within one hour and twelve days of actual work days, they could, they could like they like how long did they? I want to know now actually how long did they have the script time? Like was the script building within okay. the twelve days? And they really only had a few days of filming, or was this that's twelve days of filming? Well, they yeah, they like, obviously set it in like one set location, so like that's why it yeah was be able, it was, was easier. Able to it was like twelve days. Go 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 go. I'm like wherever like, in California. I I give I give it like a decent eight for what time period, and what like what they had to go through to make this movie. And I enjoy that the characters actually did the job instead of just being pointless to me or shitty mm-hmm. or they had this useless <laughs> character. The sheriff was, I'm just going to say, the sheriff was fucking useless. He was pretty. He was pretty. Yes, I, I, fucking, he at least said, he, really he, repre- he represents, but he does a decent representing of like a town, of like how some sheriffs or like some small towns. Some cops or some like 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 uh, law enforcement don't have so much control, and the people have more control than them. Right. He does do a decent job of doing that, like showing that. Like at that time, I think that was like a that was somewhat of a thing. They're in like including they're in the what like the Midwest or something like that. Yeah, I, I think, think they're in the Midwest yeah. from how the landscape. So, no. So like out there is just like what fucking happens I'm, happens. I'm pretty sure they filmed in California, but like not in Hollywood, like some like but desert. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but like it's like it's just meant to be like it's supposed to be more of a western. Yeah, come on now, we had a cowboy yeah. cooking beans on a fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I enjoyed this whole this movie, and like it's actually pretty good, and like. Josh showed me a couple like episodes of like later on stuff that we had from yeah. it, like their the, show, the television show. Yeah, when they left freaking Lois Lane in the hole and Jim, uh, what, um, uh, him and wow, Jimmy Olsen, Jimmy was Olsen, like, all right, let's just leave her, and they just fucking fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the show. Yeah. No, I I enjoy I enjoy this old stuff. The old stuff is like that's the piece of resistance that on this it's like perfect. That's good. Anything newer, yeah. I'm just gonna be. Just, that's the essence meh. of Superman. You gotta go to the roots. <laughs> I'm uh I'm gonna piggyback off what Matt said. I this this does for me. It takes me back to when we did. Superman smashes the clan, the comic and the radio show. Mm-hmm. And you know, especially with this coming out when it did, when you know, a lot of intolerance was still going on, and not also that, but you know, people were still getting over prejudices, prejudice was still, you know, very rampant, especially in small communities. This made me think back, like, you know, do you have people from the outside coming in? telling you like, hey, why are you messing with something you don't know anything about? It could be, you know, they were telling them they could be potentially harmless and everybody else was like, no, no, they're dangerous. They're dangerous. 
and you know the they just drowned out the voices of reason. Um, mm-hmm. I do love the fact that it was you know an hour because they got such a powerful point across without needing. I I think it could have went over maybe by another five minutes, just for you know a longer exposition. You know, just to have yeah. you know, them talk to Benson and say, like, you know, look at the irreparable damage you just caused to the town because of your fear and anger. But, you know, that's the only thing I felt they could use the extra time for. I like how, you know, despite everyone being in a panic and a frenzy, you still have people very steadfast in their beliefs. Like, even though I'm scared, I'm going to do what's right and I'm going to set an example for others to follow. Which, you know, it did come, you know, later on as the sheriff did attempt to restrain uh, Benson from causing any further chaos and run amok. But even when the, you know, like how when the mole men came back with, you know, their weapons to try to, you know, fight everybody else off. Superman was telling them, you know, please, we're not going to, I'll make sure nothing else happens to you or, you know, your people. Just go back to where you're from. And we will never bother you again. And it um, it did make me think about how, you know, with indigenous people who were here before and how they had all of their, you know, livelihood and way of culture taken from them during the Trail of Tears. And even during the slave trade, during the colonial times, like, I'm sure, you know, everybody's you know ancestral spirits who you know are watching this through you know our lenses are like you know this is so i'm sure they're crying extreme tears of joy knowing that now that there is a voice through media telling people you know don't be there's no reason to be afraid of something you don't understand or because somebody looks or acts a certain way that you're not used to everybody has their own walk of life and you just have to let them move to the beat of their own drum and if you want to march mm-hmm. in time with them you can do that and if not just leave them alone i'm gonna give this a very solid 10 i would use this what would you <laughs> he went above me <laughs> he went above Wait. me I thought I was being oh, ballsy. Jesus. Yeah. Was, this was good. I did enjoy I this. I thought you were going to give I, it a, uh, I thought uh, this, the way you guys reacted, I thought I was like the only high baller here. No, I thought you guys no, were going to like, no. oh, I'll give this like a five or a six. And I, <laughs> I, I'm just sorry. super surprised. I'm very surprised how no, high you guys is, are rating this. But, but this like, is, I would like I would take this to you know some some elementary kids. I would show yeah, them yeah, Superman smashes the yeah. clan, and then as an immediate follow up, yeah. you know Superman and the Mole Men, because yes. you know obviously the Mole Men they look different, and everybody looks different. Like Crispy looks right. way different from his brother. I look different from my brother. Josh, you look different from your brother. And like no, if we were to go out, <laughs> like if we were to go out, and you know, people saw how different we look from them. Like I've had people give me weird looks right. and stuff, but you know, they just go still going about their business. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that kind of got gone astray with how society has started shifting with you know how people view themselves and body image and everything. And I think this is a good way to tell kids, you know, 
it's okay to be different no matter you know what somebody else might try to do to you you know being different is all right because somebody out there isn't gonna mess with you and i can't i want to say one more thing like it's fun it's funny how like we are starting to claim like we're woke now or like this woke thing is happening and i'm like loving how like every time we read and watch this superman stuff and they're woke as fuck like smoking, <laughs> pointing out things stating things and i'm like yo we like these guys have been on the game since like the 50s uh yeah. so yeah if we well, could have focused on this shit yo this could have been fixed yeah. a little like it's been having a little bit better times even you know what i was listening to the radio show a couple weeks ago i was just listening to whatever episode and like instead of having their commercial break they were just talking about like um daily things like tolerance the just tolerance for like kids you know they're like like you know like it was right during the war right after the war and they're saying like oh we need to be great neighbors to uh you know to the our other countries you know like china and all this stuff and uh the the only way to get have a great relation is to you know abide and and have you know neighborly conduct b between each other and they're like saying you know the way you could do this kids is by you know next time you have your baseball ga game and you see and there's someone who's like lives down the street and he speaks a different language and uh you know he's he's a little different you know ask him to join your team and this is like 1940 i don't know this is 1940s and it was just crazy to yeah. me. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, I was like how they were just like, they're just trying to tell kids just to be tolerant of each other. And especially after the war, they're like just saying like, just be neighborly, you know, in a bigger sense to each two countries and in a smaller sense than your own community. And it was like very, really about the community like back then. And I feel like a lot of that is missing today. And it was just crazy you know, how that was even Nowadays, stated. it's like we're on top of each other and we're more dividing than actual. When people because, make speeches, yeah, this, like, they make a speech is like, oh, let's be better each other. But at the same time, they more pitch the pitch of like, do fuck these other groups and all this. Other. Like, it's a mixture. There's, yeah, it's there's a mixed no thing. You're not allowed to have open debate or conversation really anymore. It's always like, no, I'm right. You're wrong. And if you say otherwise, then you're kicked out, you're canceled, you're out of the team, you know. And then that, like, that's not going to help anyone. You got to openly debate, you know, conflicts. Even if the person is wrong, you know, they should be able to discuss yeah. why they feel that way. And then you have a debate, and maybe you could win someone over. The, the only way to yeah. win someone over is to have a debate. You can't just just X them out of society and expect them, like, to expect the problem to be solved, like, that's just going to make the problem worse. way worse. Yeah, way worse. And it's a thing nobody wants to admit when they're wrong, especially when it's a not, I'm not going to say to a serious issue, but it leads into, you know, a serious problem. Yeah. Cuz it's like if you're wrong, you know, you're wrong and you need to accept you're wrong. People now are like, "Okay, I'm wrong, but I'm going to convince you why I'm still technically right." Like, no. When right. you're wrong, you're wrong. There's no mm -hmm. No going around that because then you're just trying to manipulate and twist, you know, an ideal into something that it isn't. Yeah, exactly. Like it just needs to be open 
for a conversation. That's the only way to yeah, and that's doesn't others. It doesn't feel like that anymore nowadays. It just feels like uh, we're all stating it's everyone shut like, down. Fuck you. I don't or agree like with what you're saying. You're canceled. Or Go yes, play. or like people. <laughs> yeah, we can't keep doing that. It's so fucking stupid. No, it's stupid. I get it. Understand? There's anything. certain people out there. Yeah, we should just tune them out because. They're just being just nonsense, but like it doesn't make sense. But to do those it people should still opinion. be able to have a voice, and then yeah. you, you know you understand their thought process. At least you could at least kind of see where they're coming from, or at least their well, perspective just, on things. I just hate yeah. the. It's like I just hate how people actually can start off with a good run, then ruin it at the end point. It doesn't and everyone like, makes mistakes. Everyone fucks up. So, like, you're going to be defined by the one fuck up of your life. Like, that's mm -hmm. like, then everyone should be canceled. Every single person on earth yeah. should be canceled. Then, if you're if you're just going <laughs> to go, on everybody has oh, huge mistakes. A hundred percent. Yeah. If everybody like, was like, perfect, then we would, right. you know, we'd essentially be living in heaven on earth. Yeah. Then we, yeah, exactly. You'd be basically yeah. Jesus or something. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> um, I didn't give my rating, and it, I find oh, this you very haven't funny. Yet. We keep interrupting. What, what my right? No, 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 no. It's fine. This is a good conversation that we're having. This, dude, to be honest, we're having a more deep conversation than I thought we would with this, you know, with this movie. But uh, which is great. And That's the whole hits. point of this. It hits in a certain yeah. way, and it brings it out. Um. Yeah. It's a, it's a big lesson on tolerance and you know i especially for that time period and this is great for little kids to watch um i i'm gonna give it the lowest rating out of everyone which i find the funniest whoa i appreciate what it is but it's obviously like cheesy and like pretty funny oh he's going time for critical for like superman the, the, fan no 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 no, 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 no. I, want, I would rather Go watch this critical than, like, superman fan. I, I would, no 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 no. this is everything the essence of superman like that i want in a piece of media it's just there's i am um, from just rating hey guys, it alone hey guys I'm, guys over here we got a superman fan we got a superman <laughs> i'm just saying from no, if I was just if I was just I'm like joking, a yes. if if I was like a, just a blind Superman fan, I would just give everything Superman a ten without even like giving it any critical thinking. But since I care so much about the character, you know, I'm not gonna do that. I want to see the critical thinker of the fan. Fuck I'm, you, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm I was, joking. I, it's, it's definitely above average for me. I'm gonna give this a six out of ten. I do enjoy it. Um, it's obviously like a shoestring budget. You know, like they don't have that many effects for Superman. I think even like in the show That's itself, they have more. For me. They have they have more effects in like one episode of the George Reeves show than they did in this whole movie. But this is like a great feature length film and like a great lesson for kids. Uh, for tolerance and even adults alike, you know, I think it's a good good film to show people. And I think, um, like even if you're not really that much of a fan of Superman, I think you would still get enjoyment out of this or get something out of this movie. Um, especially oh, oh, if you're definitely. a fan of classic cinema. So, yeah, six out of ten. <laughs> but I just find 
I just found that funny. <laughs> That's so interesting. I was not expecting. <laughs> I wasn't expecting either. The way I went, I thought you guys were just like, look at my girl. You're rating it at like eight, and I'm just like, am I gonna be the weird one? Am I gonna be the one that's like, oh, I'm like, enjoying this the most? Am I? Yeah, the, not, am I the person? <laughs> yeah, I just find it funny. It came out, and Jerry's like a ten, and then you're like, yeah. I'm the one that actually didn't like it the most. <laughs> yeah. No, I like, like it. Yo. <laughs> like, yo. I like it. I definitely like it. Don't get me wrong. I think a six out of ten is still a good rating. Um, it's definitely above. Well, it's average. a good rating, but like, it's just shocking that we gave it a higher ranking than you, and you're the person. Like, I, I thought you were going to give it a better ranking because you're the one suggesting it. Yeah, and, I like, never seen this. I never seen, seen this before. I never seen, never this seen this movie it? before. Oh, this is my okay. first introduction to it. I've seen oh, some episodes. I've never seen the movie, so I never okay. seen it. Actually, my uncle Mike, who's you know, he he actually suggested for me to watch it. Oh, Jerry's gone. Jerry, what happened? Jerry, come to you? back. Uh, <laughs> Jerry, come back. Um. Well, Jerry's Joshua gone. Rating for he'll, you. He'll come back. But anyway, Jerry, um, come back. My uncle Mike's seen this. Okay, my my uncle Mike's seen this when he was a kid. And uh, he suggested it uh, for me to watch. Um, not for the podcast, just in general, to watch it. There's Jerry again. Uh, he came back. That was so random. You're like, My you're like a mole person. Out. You're like a mole person. You went underground <laughs> and you reemerged. <laughs> um, oh, okay, no. let's move on. Who's? Uh, I think it's Jerry's suggestion. It's my pick. Podcast. Yep. Yeah. And mine oh, is an what? interesting I'm pick. actually scared. So for the short, we will be I'm watching Resident Evil Infinite Darkness Episode 4. And okay. for the feature okay. film, we will be watching Silent Hill, the first one. Not Revelations, the first one. Is uh, that Silent Hill is on... No, it's from it 2006, from? I believe. Oh, okay. Okay. Or 2002. It's a it's an older... It's a early I 2000s movie. And Resident Evil is on Netflix. I'm actually pretty shocked. That's the yeah. Netflix series that came out, right? Oh, God. Oh, God. I got to watch that again. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Not okay. Revelations, but just the original I, wait, We don't talk yeah, about Revelations. I'm, I'm is this a whole movie, the one you're trying to... Yeah, these... Is that the one you were trying to? You were telling me last night you were trying to. Find? No, it, that was completely. Is that the movie, movie or is that a you'll movie? see? You'll see that. Okay, okay, because that was what I was terrified about. I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm wondering what the fuck this is. I'm kind of scared. I don't know what the hell. He's like, he no, was searching I, hard for this one movie. <laughs> no, when I when I recommend the movie I just found, it's going to be a huge curveball, crispy, because you wouldn't expect it. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely, wasn't expecting you to drop that Resident Evil move like show. This is definitely something oh, I would I would have never watched on my own. So um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Ah. <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie, I I enjoyed the Resident Evil show, but I did not enjoy it to be like I'm going back to it. We're going back, and baby. I'm going back to it. <laughs> Season two. It's better We're than back. the move. Fuck. <laughs> I was, I'm not gonna lie, it's better than the fucking movie that just recently came okay. out. So, 
So if you don't want to be it spoiled is better. for Resident Evil Episode 4 and Silent Hill, make sure to watch it before next episode. Right, which will be two weeks from now. Uh, we're doing 8 o'clock for summer hours because it's later. Later. <laughs> um, so, okay, we're going to sign out. 3, 2, 1. Okay, this was Josh from Batyard Productions sending you off up, up, and away until next Batyard's finest episode. And I'm Superman, uh, Superman's pal, Matt. And I'm Jerry, uh, <laughs> guiding you all with Green Lantern's light. Sorry. And we're becoming super pals one episode at a time. Awesome. That was a good episode. It's been a while since we did Superman, so I'm glad uh, we touched upon that. Um, uh, we'll, I'm going to go somewhere else next episode. Next next choice I have. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, <laughs> good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when the pointing sucks. I.